was your night. Do you guys know that song? It's a country song, I think. Or it's like a church song. I don't remember, but it was in my head this morning. And uh, it is the morning time, and I'm doing this intro. And I'm going to warn you, if you didn't already know this about me, I am a morning person. I'm incredibly obnoxious and energetic in the morning. And I'm, I recognize that I might lose half my listeners by admitting that because I think it irritates people when you're a morning person. But hell yeah, I'm having a good time. 6 a.m. Maybe 7 a.m. I think I lied. Let's see. All right, 7.01 a.m. But I woke up at 5.55 because you know what? I'm high on life. This is me without um, any, any, no caffeine. No, uh, no Adderall. I don't really even take that anymore because it's not good for you guys. Uh, admittedly, I did take a B12 vitamin, but I don't think it's hit yet. This is just me cruising. Uh, how are you guys? All right. So how are you though? Really? Uh, I have a really cool guest today, but I'm going to get to him in a second. Uh, I really love this guest. Uh, he's a comedian and, uh, just, uh, mo- like he produces on movie recently and he's a good friend and um, he's also fairly attractive if you're single I actually think he has a girlfriend now but whatever um, but hit him up you know what I mean um, Bill you're more than fairly attractive I'm being mean now okay anyways um, but besides the fact that we're going to get into my guest soon what else do I want to talk about okay I have shows coming up I am going to guys I have a lot of shows coming up and I'm I'm booking them myself because you know what Hashtag I can do it on my own. You know, let's just say, for example, CAA or WME, they're not exactly like beating down my door to be my booking agent. But you know what you can do? Be your own booking agent. So here's what's happening. I will be in, um, I'm probably going to get these wrong, Greenville and South Carolina. Uh, Greenville, Jesus. Greenville and Charleston. Charleston is on uh, Monday, April 23rd. Greenville, Thursday, April 26th. Get tickets at rachelbryancomedy.com. Where else am I? In May, I'm on the East Coast. I'm doing Friars Club on May 15th, but I don't think, I think that's, I don't think people can get tickets to that. And then I'm doing May 18th, the Colo Club in New Jersey. New Jersey people, May 18th. Get tickets because I'm going to feel bad about myself if you don't come. And Dana Moon's coming with me. She's hilarious. She's a comedian. She has a podcast. Also, very attractive, but she does a lot of weird shit on Instagram that makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> that's May 18th. And then May 23rd, Boston, Massachusetts, Beantown. Let's get shit-faced. Joking. Don't do that really anymore either. Uh, May, I still drink, but it's not really that cool to drink a lot, you know? I'm not 21 anymore. May 24th, New York City, Ars Nova is the is the club. And I think that's it for now. But get your, get your tickets at rachelobryancomedy.com. I can't wait to hang with you, meet you. You know, I also apologize that my voice sounds like this right now. Guess what I accidentally did this morning. So I've been into essential oils because they're good for you. And... Uh, Peppermint oil clears your like nasal passages, so you're supposed to like sniff a little bit of it. Well, don't like huff it. I, I accidentally did. I somehow managed to sniff the oil out of the bottle into my nasal passages, to which I've been sneezing and my eyes are burning and it's a whole thing all morning. You know, I don't know if you if you you don't have to follow me on Instagram, but if you do, I do a lot of dumb stuff and I film it. It's not a bit. 
It's not on a, I actually do really dumb stuff often. I don't know why because I'm not a dumb person. I'm actually pretty smart. Uh, I, I am very clumsy. But yesterday I managed to, I was on one of my geriatric walks. I walk everywhere as well. It's a new thing. And uh, I walked to, I, I did uh, Janet Varney. It's hilarious. I did her podcast yesterday. And so I decided to walk the seven miles to where she lived, like a psycho. And then when I was walking back, uh, so she lives on a hill. Like, And if you've ever been to LA, there's like kind of, she's not in the Hollywood Hills, but like the, it's like above Franklin Village. It's like East Hollywood, I guess. And they're like really windy and curvy and the hills, you, you know, the roads are not super safe to walk on. But, you know, I was being very alert about cars and safety and humans and everything. Well, I, uh, I hit a patch of loose gravel. Boy, did I go down hard and broke my fall with the hand. I broke my hand a year ago. Guys, if you don't listen fully to my podcast, I understand. But I broke my hand a year ago. It didn't quite heal. I have like a weird gimp hand now. I slipped, I fell, I broke the fall with my hand, the bad hand. I did not re-break it, thank God, but I did like scrape my hand up. I'm like, how is this my luck? What am I, am I that clumsy? Like, what am I doing wrong? Was I not holding in my core enough? <sighs> I don't know. Anyways, is that all I wanted to say before my, this is the intro? Oh, other thing I wanted to talk about. No, I think I got to, you know what? I'm going to, te- I'm going to. I'm going to tease you on this one. Friendships as an adult. I think we're going to do like a whole podcast on it because it's hard to make new friends. As it turns out, you lose friends as an adult, uh, even though I feel like I didn't do much wrong. I don't know. This is a whole different podcast, but man, people can be mean. Um, Okay. See, I just. See, I do I do that. Christian says I do that. I like drop like a hint and then I take it back and but I'm sorry. I I don't have the I don't have the um I'm not eloquent enough to to speak on it. Anywho, guys, this is going to be a good podcast because Bill Dawes is very funny. You have seen him on Sex and the City. You've seen him on uh god, I can't think of all of his movie credits. Broadway but or entertainment credits. He's been on Broadway. He's been, uh, he just produced his own movie. He's a very nice guy. I've toured with him. I really like him a lot. So without further ado, Bill Dawes. Hi, good to be here. Thank you for doing my podcast yeah, for course. the second time. For the, are we allowed to say that? The yeah. first time got, the files got corrupted or something? That's literally the only time that's ever happened. I don't, I still don't know what happened. Huh. It was, actually it's happened one other time. Oh shit, those girls don't know either. I didn't have the balls to tell them. It was... I don't, the first time it happened, the card got full and then it just sort of like deleted the podcast. In your case, I don't know what happened because it worked and then Lo was with me, my producer, we uploaded it to my computer and then we were just never able to find it again. That's, that's just my luck. I don't know. It's like a Mercury and retrograde thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's my life. Mercury and retrograde. That should be my bio. You actually, you should call it your next, your next stand up special should be called that. Because you, you kind of have shitty luck sometimes. I've had some pretty bad luck <laughs> the past few years. Yeah. He's not allowed to talk about it, but something really bad Well, I got evicted from my apartment. And but not because he did anything bad. Yes. I did Airbnb, which is not 
By the way, you should have Airbnb sponsor this. Yeah. Hey, Airbnb, <laughs> I've been working for you for years. <laughs> I did it legally. I was living in the apartment. I rented a room while I lived there, which was legal. But in a co-op in New York, they can say, nah, and then just kick you out. That's unbelievable. So I thought, well, there's got to be due process. There's got to be, because I didn't ever broke the law. So I thought, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to court, and I'll fight the good fight. And then you realize, like, in Manhattan and New York, like, there's no good fight. It's just like, do you have money? Yeah. Will you Are pay? you rich? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you get let off. Yeah. There's a reason Bill Cosby is not in jail right now. Yes. And OJ Simpson is, is not in jail. You have that money. That is a very good. You win the game. Mm-hmm. So I learned that the legal system, literally, it literally is not designed for justice. It is, seriously, it is literally designed to settle. Mm-hmm. To oh, settle serious? arguments. Okay. So you think that, no, you go there, you go to trial, you fight, you're going to win. But it's just about settling. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go to trial. And at first I was like, that's not true. But no one, no judge wants to go to trial. They all go, let's yeah. just figure out how to settle. Because everyone doesn't want to have, no, because I've always thought about this with, even with like surgeons and doctors. At the end of the day, a job is a job. For them, they get tired. They don't want to go to court. That's more work for them. They're probably getting older. They don't want to like, same thing sometimes when like surgeries get messed up and things like that. It's yeah. like, well, hell, you don't blame them. They're probably having to work way too many hours and you can't always be on. Yes. And yes. so at the end of the day, everything is a job. Everything is a job. And I remember the first time uh, after one, after one, and I was really emotionally distraught by this whole thing. And I don't know when we did Reno, if that was like beginning of it happening. That was, it might have been I know of, it was, well, you it was didn't talk about it then. It. Well, but, you were um, talking about but it. But I remember one time I was, I went to court and I was like really, I went it was no, suit. It was November 2016 we were in Reno. Yes. Th- yeah, this was already happening. Okay. So I was like, I wore a suit like a dick and I'm like, mm, I'm going to defend myself. And of course you don't talk. You just mm-hmm. sit there while your lawyer, my lawyer's like, bleh, 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 you know, it's bumbled everything. And then I, am I allowed to say that? Anyway, yes. yes. So I, uh, oh, I yeah. get to, oh, I can no, say I can that. time code it. No, I can say that. I can say that. So I, I get to the, um, you know, I leave and the opposing counsel is like laughing. He's like, ha <laughs> With my lawyer. And I go, don't laugh, man. This is my home. I'm getting kicked in my home of 18 fucking years. This is bullshit. Why are you laughing? He's like, I'm just doing my job. He's like, relax, sir. Yeah, and I He's remember, like, I thought you were supposed to be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then, I, and, then I, and then the more I was in the court system, the more I, I realized, like, there is no, it's not about right and wrong. It's, mm-hmm. it's, are you getting paid? That you can really me. use people's sense of justice to get paid, but lawyers aren't thinking about, Oh, this because because oh God, I can't even. Let's say I had a lawyer, and let's say this lawyer that I no, had. You're, I don't, no, 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 not going to another rabbit it's hole. It's not about. It's not about that. It's about, and so and I just then, don't want him to get in trouble. So you He's not when, supposed to talk when about Hillary, it. Uh, you know, when she, one of the things that they were riding her through town on a, on a post about was uh, the fact that she got a, a, a murderer or like a pedophile off Ooh, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Okay, yeah. Did I just say Hillary? Like I knew. Yeah, it. I was like, wow, I didn't. You guys were on a first name basis. Yeah, I mean Hill. Yeah. So uh, do you want to shoot her a text right now? She got. She got a, um, she got like a, a pedophile or murderer off as a DA, uh-huh. and then they have they had a picture or a video of her laughing in the courtroom. People are like, oh, she got a pedophile off, and she's laughing about it in the courtroom. And I remember all these people like, like took to arms about that. That's so crazy. And then you hang out with lawyers, and you're in court. You're like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all like. Because yeah. they don't have an emotional connection to yeah. what's going on. Eventually, they're allowed to laugh too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, people get off pedophiles' murders every every single day, and they laugh about and they laugh in the yeah. courtroom. Well, probably because they feel really bad about it. They're trying to make light of it. I of don't course, know. of course. Mm. But I was the same. Was like, how dare you laugh? This is my home. That's hilarious. And then I realized that they're all evil. So I'm gonna, I'm going to let you not talk about it anymore yes. because you're not getting in trouble. Yes, I did time code too in case. No, it's fine. We're good. We're safe. All right. 
Well, Bill, who I who I've already mentioned is a comedian. We've uh, we've been on the road together more than one. Or no, did we just do Reno's all? Was it just that one time? But Reno feels like you you were on the road for a month with someone. Yes, you were really in sure the trenches. As, it in sure that as town. hell does. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but you have like a totally like besides just comedy, you have a very successful acting career. I just want you to talk about your journey a little bit. My journey. Let's smoke a cigarette. Yes, Broadway. Um, you well, were a go-go I went dancer to school for. An- <laughs> I was a go-go dancer. I like that story. Okay, go when, ahead. When I was in, I went to uh, NYU for graduate school. Graduate school of acting. That's hilarious, by the way. Like graduate school in acting. Oh, I'm a graduate. Ac- I went to so graduate ridic- school for screenwriting. Yes. Well, Actually, that's something. Not really. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> like, oh, I'm a graduate acting. I'm in the graduate acting program. Oh, I'm a master's. It's also, also mine wasn't like the MA program, or B, whatever. It was at UCLA. It was a graduate program. But to make myself sound cooler, I just tell people it was graduate school. Graduate school. Because you did school. technically have to have an undergrad degree oh. to go to it. That's like you say you go to university, but you're really out of college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I, when I was in graduate school at NYU, I started go-go dancing to, to pay some bills. And uh, it was great. It was one of the best jobs to this day. It's one of the best jobs I've ever had being a go-go dancer. I think that sounds more fun than what I've done sometimes. I've had to clean toilets before. For oh, no, Airbnb. No, it's, yeah. it's fun because yeah. you go up there and you're, you're wearing, you know, you're lightly oiled. Staying in shape. I was, oh, I was. It's a win-win. I don't know what the fuck happened. Look at my belly. It was so. It was so like I, I had You're a six-pack. Never did. I never did a sit-up in my life. And I was just like, yeah, man, this is just my body, my genetics. <laughs> now it's all gone to crap. My genetics. It's just my genetics. I'll be like this forever. And now I'm like, oh my god, I ate. A, I ate a, like a bite of ice cream. And if you hear it, like, like jab of the hut. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was a go-go dancer. That makes me feel really bad about myself because I'm. Let's just call it 10 years younger than you. I'm not trying out. You're a guy. Who cares? Yeah, let's say. And I already feel like an old person. I eat ice cream and I'm like, well, I feel sick right now. I you feel like look, I'm 90. You look like you're 16. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's because I'm not really wearing a lot of makeup right now. Yeah. No, but you you, you are someone who looks exceptionally young. Appreciate that. For those viewers who've never seen her in person. Well, in I mean, person, listen, she looks even younger. Well, listen, I guess I got what I needed today. Thank you for coming <laughs> over to my podcast. My <laughs> self-esteem is much higher. All right. So you're go-go dancing for money. Yeah. So I don't know. Because so you're poor. Get, so, yeah. So then I got out of school. I got out of school and like I had the first, my first gig was like a Broadway show and my second gig was this big. Were you, were you like, singing? This is easy. Um, no, I was just an actor. Okay. I was just emoting. Um, so I was like, this is easy. Like, you know, my first TV audition I booked, I'm like, oh, of course acting. And then I did like these breakdancing commercials in Spain, which oh, were like, Jesus Christ. which were like, you know, 20, 30 grand buyout a commercial. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, can you break dance? This is, yeah, I used to be a breakdancer. Oh, Breakdancing. That was popular in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. Hey, come on now. Don't date me. <laughs> I was a retro breakdancer, maybe. No, yeah, yeah, I was definitely in it. Anyway, so um, I, uh, I, yeah, and then I was like, this is really, really freaking easy. And of course, and that's how I ended up getting my apartment early on, is because I had this, like, mm-hmm. all this, like, <laughs> breakdancing Spanish money. And then, uh, you know, and then See, things happened. that's something happened. to be very proud of. But then, I didn't start making money in the entertainment industry until maybe the last year. But it's been slow. I've lived in LA for 11 years. Yes. And I just started making money. Well, that's good because I've just stopped making money. <laughs> so we've, we've inverted our positions. That's not true. No, it's really... Now, every time I, I see my... My parents live down in uh, Orange County now. They moved from Virginia down mm-hmm. to Orange County. And every time I see... Wait, I swear Orange to God, County, Virginia? No, no, Orange County, uh, Huntington Beach. They're in Huntington oh, okay. Beach. 
every time, every single time I see them, they talk about how they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Always like, well, you know, we might die. That's number one. And number two is like, they tell me I got to get a real job. They talk about how I got to get like. You're like mom and dad. I'm like, it's too late it's, for it's me. It's too late. Yeah. My, that ship has sailed. Thank God my parents don't do that anymore. But I still get. They're very confused by what I do still a little bit. Yeah. But a lot of, com- I mean, okay, for my listeners, a lot of comedians can attest to this. I mean, I heard that Johnny Carson's dad up until even when Johnny Carson was Johnny Carson on TV, his dad would be like, well, that's really great. But when are you getting a real job? It's like, dad, but I'm making money. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. What? Like, I feel like p- people's parents cannot fat. They don't understand the entertainment industry. It's like. Okay, cool, but we're like my parents. They don't say they're proud of me now. They let me do it and whatever. And I just decided to do it anyways. They wouldn't have been able to stop me. But they still ask me questions like, "So where are you getting your insurance from?" Yes, I was like, "Well, actually, technically, you're still paying for that." But uh, <laughs> yeah, but they, they they just can't. They don't understand. And the jobs that they come up with me to do, they just like invent these. Like, <laughs> why don't you just like you know, give me the, one? Because <laughs> my parents do that too. I'm trying to think of something, but they were just saying something like, like something you would need it. Okay, when I was in high school, well, I told Uber driver. They're always telling me you should oh. you should drive an Uber. Yeah, you know you should be an Uber driver. You're like okay, and they're like mom, it doesn't really pay. Well, maybe Lyft. Like they just don't like. I'm like <laughs> no, those are my only two options. I've spent my whole life being an actor or a writer or a comic. Like there's, there's other avenues. Go, you can't go back now, mom and dad. Gosh, she said some ridiculous things. Like my mom said uh, something before. Like you should go. Like just be. Because I remember in high school, I think what I lied to them and said I wanted to do was be a civil rights attorney. It was just my thing that I said. Because I used just to, just to make up lies. Like I really was like, I want to move to LA and be an actor. But I would be like, no, but civil rights attorney, that seems awesome. <laughs> and so my mom and dad, like later in life, not my dad, maybe just my mom, she would just like, let's call it year five living in LA. And I would, would be struggling with money. She'd be like, you should just be a lawyer. Oh, I'm like, God, yes. You realize that takes more money and school, and I'm not sure I can just start over now. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, my, my mom, during this whole lawsuit with my apartment, my parents were like, well, after that, you, have you thought about going into law school? I was like, is that what you think? That's what the message gleaned from this, is I should go to law school after the worst time of my life of two years? Okay. It's so funny. You'd be a great lawyer, Bill. <laughs> At least they're being supportive of us. Kind of. I, I guess not. so. But I cannot talk to them without them talking about their death. Yeah. And my employment. That's it. My death, death, my employment, and then my dad will talk about Fox News. God, I really, hope, I really hope that my parents don't start talking about their death. That'd be too much for me. Oh, God. I'd be yeah. like, you're bugging me now. <laughs> it's, what they do to me, though, my, so I've had like alcohol shtick has been one of my shticks for a very long time, right? Like, oh, I drink so much. Yeah. And granted, I should have come up with a better bit. It's not that funny. I could have done better. But it is essentially a joke. Like, yes, I drink like you know some people might, like but the way my parents take it yes is our daughter is a raging alcoholic oh my god yes and so it's really been mostly this last year that i put everything on instagram story and so do my friends or whatever mm-hmm. and my friends like stassi have like millions of followers like she's videotaped me before like passed out but not not i'm not drunk i had fallen asleep because i'd been traveling for 10 days straight and I'm just literally in the back of a car while we're driving to the airport and she just thinks it's funny. Now most people don't get, millions of people don't see their videos and then also their whatever. Yeah. And so for the last year I get maybe like a weekly phone call from my parents being like, I'm really worried about your drinking, right? I'm like, I don't drink as much as you think I do. (laughs) It's just that it's all you're seeing on. Yes. I can't even imagine my parents 
watch my video. I mean, I have a, I have a joke about getting blown in an alley by a tranny, which was not a joke. But I have like, <laughs> hey, living, you're living your life, guys. You know, I'm super into us being our best selves, getting healthier, learning more, just being better humans. And Audible is helping us out with that. Audiobooks are great for helping you be a better you. Whether you want to feel healthier, get motivated, or learn something new, you can try books like, I'm very into Whitney Cummings' new book. It's called I'm Fine and Other Lies. She really gets into just being a comedian, her codependency issues. She's smart. She's brilliant. I really am super into that book right now. But they have other books too. Like if you're, you know, the fiscal you, let's say you want to be uh, better about finances. Um, here's a good one. You're a badass at making money. Rich dad, poor dad. Uh, okay, here's a healthy one. The sleep revolution, the power of habit, the obesity code, the successful you, the four hour work week, grit, how to be a boss. That was spelled weird. Boss spelled like B-A-W-S-E. All right. Audible helps you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet, at home, on the Amazon Echo, you can get through tons of books, hands and eyes free while doing almost anything. Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in their store. Regardless of price and unused credits, they roll over to the next month. You didn't like your audiobook? You can exchange it. No questions asked. That's a pretty good deal. Plus, your books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. So, I got an offer, guys. Start a 30-day trial, and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash be here or or text B here to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. Again, go to audible.com slash be here to start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Guess who's been working like crazy, but also is very well rested. Well, that's me. Do you want to know why? Because I have a nectar sleep mattress. It is the best night's sleep I really have ever had. Let me just tell you about it. Get the bed mattresses dream about. America's most comfortable mattress for a cloud-like experience. At Nectar, they believe in love at first night. However, for the cynics out there, they will give you 365 nights to discover that happily ever after feeling. If you are 100% happy and riding into the sunset, they will pick up the mattress for free and you will get a full refund. That's, that's an incredible offer. The Nectar Sleep Mattress is 11 inches deep. So yes, bigger is better. And it utilizes a unique five-layer technology that no other mattress on the market has. Nectar promises a forever warranty on your mattress as well. So you know what? You want to wake up pain-free? Their memory foam will conform to your body's contours and give you a pressure point relief sleep. And I have an offer for my listeners. If you buy now, you will get $125 off and two free premium pillows with any mattress order and free delivery. If you go to nectarsleep.com slash be here, that's nectarsleep.com slash be here for $125 off and two freemium pillows with any mattress order and free delivery. And you're going to get the best sleep of your life. And you know what? That's all I have to say because I feel really well rested and very happy this morning. So you made a bunch of money in breakdancing videos, Broadway, <laughs> but you know, but you did book a bunch of acting roles. You were in Sex and the City. I ha- no, I you're you're I, downplaying look, your success. I mean, I I was really a th- like when I got out of grad graduate. I don't know why it's so pretty graduate. When I got a graduate, <laughs> act, I was like, one day I'll be on a playbill. Like that was basically the ceiling of my ambition. Like mm-hmm. my name will be in a playbill, and one day I'll be on Law and Order, and it'll be a credit on the playbill. And that was like, oh my god! Like this, the thought of that was like that was the ceiling. Yeah. Of, 
And then you get on a play bill within a year and you're in law and order and with a few years you're like, okay, wait, this is this is like I aim I shot very very low. Yeah, now you're just getting greedy. This, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely by no means making it. That's yeah. just like getting a little bit of insurance and getting the unit. So then like um I've definitely done some stuff, but it's sort of like unless you're on a like there's a time where I was on a soap opera for a long time, mm-hmm. and that was you know every I was recurring and every. So you've had like a lot of jobs. Yeah, because I'm fucking old. Yeah. So there was there was a time when you know you'd have like but you'd have like six or seven episodes a year, mm-hmm. and you th- and that's that's like legitimate because you get like decent money for that. Yeah. Um, and then and then that goes away. You're like, oh crap. When you don't have a recurring or like mm-hmm. a series regular or a play that takes up three months, like, and you just do like say two TV show, two guest stars a year. Mm-hmm. That means you're working like six days out of the year. And people go, oh, wow, you're really working because you did two guest stars well, this year. I have a question considering I've never booked a guest star. What does that pay? Can you live off of two guest stars in a year? You, the first Law & Order uh, I, I booked, which was in the uh, uh, late 1800s, it was um, <laughs> the first, no, it was, they had a different structure for residuals. So uh-huh. the first it was like you'd get like, it was like $7,500 for the week, uh-huh. which is, was scale at the time. Now it's okay. more. And then you get paid seventy five hundred next cycle, and then it was like half that, and then that same amount, and then it would down. That's great. So money. you could make like thirty thousand dollars with one guest star, gross. God, I got to book one of now, those. Now they've changed it because of because of Netflix and mm-hmm. internet. The residual is not nearly what it used to be. Oh, it's not as good now. Not nearly as good. It's oh, well, probably sucks. like you make about half in residuals, even maybe less than it used to. Yeah, so it's still good. Like, I, well, if, I if, I, if I book, now. if I book, uh, you know, NCIS or whatever, it'll get, it'll be like eighty two hundred dollars for the week, and then you get. That's like a lot of money for one week of work. Yeah, but then you bring after agent and manager. Oh, you know, and you bring on half. Good point. That's why. I, that's why I'm so cheap. That, for example, with my pod, like my podcast network, I should have hired a lawyer. What I did. What I didn't do is not hire one, and I read the contract myself uh, and just tried to be my own lawyer. I don't think I'm as good at being a lawyer as no, lawyers are. <laughs> no. But who knows? That lawyer could have screwed you over in other ways, you know, and taken, oh, taken yeah, more good your point. money. Yeah, yes. which is what happened to you. <laughs> Anyways, am I going to get in trouble with that? We're good, we're good. Um, what was I going to say? So you also just produced a movie on your own. I did not know. I didn't produce. Essentially. So what happened with this was, um, no, I'll tell you this. I don't know if we ever talked about the origin story of this movie. So it's a movie called Before the Sun Explodes. It's on Amazon. It's free on Amazon Prime, guys. It was actually Click. it was actually really, really good. So the um, first time he podcasted with me uh, before I accidentally deleted it, it was about the movie. Like we were trying to talk, podcast about the movie. So yes. I watched the movie right before we podcasted. And I was like, well, that was actually fantastic. It's, yeah, it's interesting because I... I went in this woman, Deborah Eisenstadt and Zeke Farrow, who are writers and producers. They they had stuff that was like in the studio system was being delayed and held up. And she said, let's just do this shoot, short little thing that we can shoot at our, at my house in your apartment. We'll do it mm-hmm. real quick. And um, so they had a reading. And I've done so I don't know, I've done so many readings of films and plays. I'm usually like, this shit is not going anywhere. Like, I don't prepare for a reading. I don't show up and like, let me do my vocal warm-ups. I just kind of like show up and like read the script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's been years of, of film scripts that never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I do, I go to the reading, I'm like, and I read the breakdowns, like, oh, uh, Ken Cooper, like, approaching 40 or 40, he's, he's un- with a rich woman, unhappy, his career is kind of stalled, he hasn't really broken through, he's a comic, 
and he's going through a little bit of depression. I was like, well, that sounds kind of fucking. <laughs> You're like, right, is this about I think I could. I think I could. I think I do this. So, but I I do the reading, and I was fine. I didn't really just kind of put my back into it. And then a week later, Zeke goes, "Okay, Bill, we're going to do a reading again." And like, I wrote this fucking part for you. This part is based. This part is based I don't, on I don't you. Know if it's a compliment or if it's and insulting. I was like, oh. And he goes, yeah, so next reading, you got to go up there and be the best you that you can be because you weren't the you that you could have been last time. I was like, You were like, oh. maybe you should have told me this was about me. Yeah, and Thank yeah. you for, are you my parents? Thank you for essentially like letting me know what you think of me. Yes, exactly. So I, I go and I read it and I'm, I'm the best me ever. And so then they booked me, but they had no idea what the comedy world was about or anything mm-hmm. involving comedy. They both actually, I think they actively hated stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Zeke Farrow did a film afterwards where there's a line is like, he the writer of this? he's a co-writer of it yeah okay. uh, I was a co-writer too but he, he had a line in, in, in his following film where he goes oh I do something worse and oh a friend dragged him to the laugh factory oh I'm sorry you know th- so that's oh, like shit. his mind about it so and I was like oh it's about a comic who's like struggling he's a good comic but he hasn't broken through and I wanted to be all about a struggle that I could relate to maybe you could relate to yeah but they wanted it to be about an unfunny comic. So the problem is they didn't have any comedy. So they were writing their own comedy material. And you know this. You can't write stand-up comic, comedy if you're not a stand-up comic. No. And it also usually does not translate well in a movie or TV. At all. So they were like, you got to write the stand-up comedy for the film. So I'm going like, okay, I'm going to use my actual mm-hmm. stuff. So I performed The Laugh Factory and I used my actual jokes that kill Sometimes. No, they, they, no, they really. I've again. I've been. I was in Reno with you for a week. Your jokes do very well. Yeah. Uh, so. so I, but, I know. I know your set. It does very well. But they told these people like, no one laughed. No one laughed. So I'm up there, even though it's part of the movie. You're telling these jokes, and they don't. Like one of the jokes is like, "Hey, you know, I'm 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 getting that age. Where, like, I should I should get married. That's a question of my life. Do I stay single or get married? Single married. So either I sign up for a lonely existence, jerking off to porn for the rest of my life, or I stay single." So it's just a simple little reversal like that yeah. that would work. And, and I do it in the movie, and it bombs. And every other joke Wait, I do bombs. Wait, they told the audience not to laugh. So it, the audience was cast, essentially. Yes, there were extras. And they walked up to every audience member and said, don't laugh? Well, they did it like the AD is like, okay, guys, remember, don't laugh. And did so, you hear them say that to the oh, audience? Oh, yeah. No, I knew that was, part, that, that was part of the show they wanted to do. That was a scene that Mark Saratello was in where he was like the producer okay. for whatever yeah, yeah. TV or something. And uh, they said, don't laugh. And even though you know it's part of the script and you know they're not supposed to laugh, you're still like, oh. Yeah, it's painful. It's I, so painful. I, 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 I may have gone home and started crying afterwards. So I was, I was so upset. And then like, Jay Chris Newberg was like sort of doing like kind of audience warm up in between uh-huh. my takes. And he's funny. Yeah. So he's murdering. Yeah. Because they're like laughing and then, okay, Bill's up, don't laugh. Shit. It was the most. I don't know if my self esteem can handle that. Yeah, and that. I'm like, I'm like, this joke is a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Right? Well, it's a funny joke. And then, uh, oh and then on all the reviews, the word, and it's got it got really good reviews. We haven't had one bad review. Yeah. we haven't had a lot of reviews, but not one. But no, and, it's a very I mean, good no, movie. Some people, some people, but like reviewers, critics like it. But they all say Bill Dawes, who plays unfunny comic Ken Cooper, and I, and that was a big bone of contention with the with the other writers because I was like. Ken, Ken can be funny. He's funny. He just hasn't made it yet. Don't make him not funny because I was way too close to it. I couldn't accept the fact that like... I, I just want my listeners to know I literally feel like crawling under the couch out of embarrassment for him because, because you are so funny. I can't even imagine what that would have felt like. 
Oh my god, it was so it was so. I mean, if you watch that scene again, where I'm at the Laugh Factory performing, yeah. just watch that first part again, and just know that like I'm dying inside. Yeah, because for again to talk to my listeners, it, it, thirty seconds of silence on stage can feel like ten hours oh. of of torture. It just it, it you're just kind of like. No one's laughing. No one's laughing. Everyone hates me. They knew I was fat when I was a kid. They know that my, do my parents not like me? Do you guys not like me? Who does, what's wrong? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, your brain starts to think those things. And then you start talking fast. Yeah. And you and fuck just, up your jokes. Yeah. It's the worst feeling. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was like the whole, and then the other, in the, in the, in the movie, not to be a spoiler, but in the, in the pitch meeting in the movie, again, I'm doing some of my favorite jokes. Oh, the, in the, a room where I'm pitching to these women. That was the most uncomfortable thing. <laughs> in the, yes, it is very now. So because you're talking super, it's it's the thing that's yes. essentially an audition. You go to like a house. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to be like I wanted. They wanted a loser, and I wanted to be me. But apparently, me is loser. So I didn't really get that. <laughs> so they were like. Like, I wanted to be in a comedy where it's like a funny comic who's struggling with his wife and might hook up with this girl. And they were like, it's a fucking loser who's past his prime, who's, who's, who's dying on the inside. And like, it's just doing everything to stave off suicide. Go. I feel so bad laughing at your pain, but I so get it. That's yeah. so sad. And I remember when I was, I was at, in the edit and the post process, I was like, I was like, no, man, what the fuck? This is, and he's like, he's like, do you know what type of movie you're in? You think you're in a different movie, Bill. This is not a movie about Bill being cool. <laughs> He's like, Bill's not cool. You're right? Like, <laughs> Let me just. I'm a, a little. I, like, I know I'm a dork in it. And yeah. I know I'm kind of like you know, a little bit of a sad sack, but like, not that sad. Like, yeah. is it that sad? So, Mark. Listen, Sarah, I get these. I'm just trying to make you feel better. Yeah. I live my life on Instagram story just because I think it's so funny. I, I think I'm so funny. <laughs> yeah. And like, I love like filming. Like, and people will give me. It's like when, they, when people give you like backhanded compliments, they're like, Try to think of one that I get a lot. It's like, like you're sure pretty, but you're so weird that it doesn't like you're still fun. Like I, I can't even think of what the comments are, but it's yeah. just kind of like I'm like, all right, well, you could have just said it was funny. You didn't have to be like, yeah, but something along the lines of like, you're so weird that I actually take I actually think you're funny, even though you're. It's kind of like I don't notice that you're pretty because you are so weird. I'm like, <laughs> no, you could have just. Could have just said either you're pretty or you found it funny. You didn't oh, need to yeah. tell me I was weird. Yeah, I love it when people are like, oh, Bill Dawes is so good. I wonder why he hasn't broken through yet. Like, I just don't, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I, my favorite too is when you do, when you do a show, like you do a set, you have a great set. People are like, wow, that was really good. You should do movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just call up 20th Century Fox. Like, no, man, hook yeah. me up with some, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm actively not trying to be in movies. You should have a TV series. Oh, yeah, you think? Thanks. You know, it never struck my mind yeah. that I should have a TV series, yeah. but yeah, there we go. That's yeah, it's my favorite. I love, I love when, when yeah, it's essentially the same thing. But I think someone said to me the other day, like, God, you'd be so good in like commercials. I was like, what's interesting is I've been auditioning for commercials every single week for eleven years, haven't booked one, but great advice. By the way, great that point. to me is a little. Well, I guess they they have such archetypes. It's it's yeah. sort of like you can't play the the college girl. Well, here's and you're not really a mom. Well, let me give the example. I am short, but I guess I am attractive enough to, let's say, go out for a Carl's Jr. commercial. Yeah. So I would go out. I went out for one of those ones where you're supposed to seduct- seductively eat a sandwich or cheeseburger yeah. or whatever. Well, <laughs> in the audition, they had a huge box of actual cheeseburgers there. I'm such a fucking fat ass. 
I actually forgot to be sexy and was just really enjoying eating the cheeseburger. <laughs> and I was so weird. And I was like, I gotta go now. <laughs> Like if they were like, just be she sexy. Ate all our cheeseburgers. <laughs> they were like, just be sexy. If it like drops on you, just like oh God. pick it up. I dropped a piece of it on the ground. And then you picked up and ate I it. Picked it up and ate it. I love that. I don't know why I didn't book it. It's weird. <laughs> commercials. Painful. I used to go. On, I don't go on commercials anymore. I mean, nobody is knocking on my door. Let's get that straight. But like, I can't like being in that room mm-hmm. and everyone talking about their barbecue grill. And wh- how many kids they have now and where their kids in school. Because they all know each other yeah. in this little world. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'd rather fucking be yeah. an insurance salesman in Topeka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. Anyways. So, wait. Say the name of the movie again. Just so I want. It's called Before the Sun Explodes. Before it is. Sun. And to the credit of Deborah Eisenstadt, who directed it, she did, she did create a very consistently toned movie that has this sort of sense of like kind of claustrophobia and foreboding it just it just it's not an action it's not a thriller by any means but it but has like a sense of like yeah. doom impending doom the whole time it does uh, yeah and it god it's kind of like how would I describe it? it's almost like um what are the movies there's the stalker girl what is that like um what's the bunny boiler what's uh it has like oh, a fatal attraction it has kind of that vibe too but it is funny it's it's just a really well done movie. It's funny, but it also makes you highly uncomfortable. Yeah, so it's kind of like a Ricky Gervais series without the comedy in a yeah. way, <laughs> like equally uncomfortable to like a Ricky Gervais like yeah. extras, but nothing's really out loud, out loud funny. But I kind of like that. It's well, I mean, the what's the movie that just won? Come on, Key and Peele, like Peele, Jordan Peele. Oh, wrote? Get Out. Yeah, yeah. It that movie is funny. Yeah, but scary and also highly uncomfortable. Yes. and so smart. Yes, I mean. Your movie before the sun explodes is similar to that to me. Yeah, I hope some of your viewers watch watch it. I think it's. I do think that people people have watched it and they have been affected. They're like, oh, it really fucked me up. And there's mm-hmm. some people like that was boring. But most people are like, it it had like it had an effect on them as something. And I definitely think if I you're think in you have to walk it, watch it on not distracted. You have to just yes, sit yes. And you have to you have to zone it's in something you really have you to. You can't watch. be on your phone because mm-hmm. you're like, where the fuck's oh, I don't care about this person. I yeah. find that to be general the case with like binge watching every series. I go and then like. Ding, I get a message and then like I'm like 10 minutes later I'm like what the fuck is going on I can't watch anything yeah. anymore I'm so sick of my phone like, oh. I'm sick of the distract like I yes I like to make like Instagram <sighs> stories just because that's about me but I just wish people would stop texting me <laughs> I wish that people would stop oh cute me. girl problems yeah so many guys no, hitting me up it's not even that it's more just like friends people plans yeah. things I can't remember anything like I like do I put it in my calendar? Like I don't even know. Well, the worst part for me is like I don't read. I don't like literally read a book like with pages and shit and like a hard part and a soft part. You know, mm-hmm. like a book thing. <laughs> like I don't like if I'm in bed, I'm like <gasps> I need like a TV. Like I've literally been in my bed with my phone, laptop open, and the TV on, and I'm kind of like doing. And it's I'm depressing. Like, Why do I have insomnia? Yeah. <laughs> what is the problem? Here? I don't understand. Yeah. Sometimes I have to put my phone. I've started doing this where because I've heard that just even the energy of it being close to you. Yeah. Can, like ruin your sleep. Yeah, and I I am paranoid if I like put it in a different room, like someone's gonna die in the middle of the night. I'm gonna miss the phone call because it has happened before. And uh, yikes! No, I mean didn't. <laughs> I mean I, I knew my, my I knew my grandma was dying, but at two fifteen a.m. I got a text from my dad. I was like, all right, well, I guess yeah. I didn't. Need you didn't to get see it because you, you didn't really get them because you were too drunk, right? Is that no, how that I, works? I keep no, I keep my phone on silent. That was a callback, by the way. Thank Did you. you. Get that? Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for acting like my parents. No, I just I was just tired. Anyways, but sometimes I will put my phone in a different room just so yes, I can sleep. Yes, that's what you're sleep. supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. And I have no TV in my bedroom. That's great. But I don't watch TV anyways. 
Yeah, no, it's good. You should. Apparently, it kills your sex life if you have a TV in your bedroom. Can we talk about something? Yes, no, you don't want about, to talk about it on yeah, here. No, talk about it, please. You made a joke earlier before on the podcast, and I could edit this out. Yes, I have a big penis, but what no, does that no, have to do No, but you anything? said your sex drive goes down as a guy oh, yeah. as you get older. I am very curious about this, because considering I am dating someone, someone older than me, maybe you can impart some wisdom. Does it really? Well, I mean, of, of course it does, number yeah. one. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. When you're in high school, like you can go, like when you're like 18, 19, you can go, I may have that joke about reload. I could go like four or five times was just the norm on a night, you know? And then that existed kind of through college. And then you get out of college and then you get like a hat trick every once in a while. And then maybe you get like a two off. And then it's just like, well, I got, I got, I got one in me. And once in a blue moon, like I might be inspired by I ate the right cereal or something some bell peppers and i might like do like a double this is but there's no more there's no more quads happening and like yeah i mean i think it i think it happens after you know like in your 30s i don't know if it's emotional because you just feel like life is beating you down and you don't want to have sex yeah i I think that i've heard this amongst many guys like that are around 40 that i think and i think it is probably a good thing it's like at least you're not just fucking spreading your seed everywhere. Yes, yes. But luckily now there's, or luckily, or how we look at, it, there's so much stuff to keep your. Even if your brain is kind of like, Meh, so much stuff to keep your your mm-hmm. your, your dick awake. There's well, like, listen, I just I just put some B12 down your throat earlier. That yeah, can be helpful. I know. I feel a little horny, but you get like <laughs> you go Seven Eleven. They have like the little rhino things and yeah. whatever. Like some crazy. It's basically you go to these Chinese labs and they cut off like Cialis and they put uh-huh. it in like some bullshit and they charge like. 12 bucks you're getting actual Cialis so yeah. it actually works alright it's illegal but um well but yeah. there's there's um have you been to Moon Juice yet no what's that it's okay so we is this going to help with so, my boners yeah so okay. Bill and I ran into each other at Earth Bar the other day because even though I am not even close to 40 <laughs> I just feel like shit all the time so apparently now I'm like one of these people that goes to Earth Bar mm. and uh so I've run into you don't drink very much but I've run into like in general I know that but I've run into like sober comedians there. I oh, was like, everyone AA goes. Yeah, I was like, is this who I am now? I thought I was cool. Like, this is. Yeah. God. Anyways, so Moon Juice is this place. It's on like Melrose Place in La Cienega. They sell these powders. There's one called Beauty Dust. There's one called Sex Dust. There's oh. one called Dream Dust. And it's all these like natural things that either probably help your sex drive or help you look prettier. Beauty Dust help you sleep. Yeah. So get involved with that. Moon juice. I'm gonna go after this podcast. Listen, I have. I no. I'll put a little. I have, I bought some sex dust. I bought some beauty. I'll just listen. I'll buy anything they're selling me just because I, I want I'm, to I'm be happy. Same way. Like, I'm the exact like, same way. Just I'll waste my money there. Wait, this water is more watery than other water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <gasps> is it pH balance of fourteen? That's the whoa. I guess it's better than me like wasting money on like happy hour like I used to waste it on. That's true. That's yeah. true. You're gonna waste on something, so yeah. might as well be that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a little concoction together for you before you leave. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been like a drug pusher lately, like I to my parents. So my parents like to think that I'm an alcoholic or I take yeah. Adderall or something, and yeah. I don't even want to take Adderall anymore. I don't even like it. So I got really into like taking B12, and uh, I went to go visit them. And because my dad's sick and always in pain, I like brought him B12, and I brought him this like CBD oil that yes. I also bought from the goddamn grocery store. That's it's not the new, a dr- that's it's the not new a, thing. Yeah, it's not a drug. No. It's, but they were acting like I was like, giving them drugs. 100%. I, exact same thing. I got my parents some weed, <laughs> uh-huh. which is legal now. Yeah. And I gave them weed in like, you know, the, like in the thing. And, uh-huh. and, and my, my, my mom is like, you're such a mix. She's like, oh, let's do it. 
And my dad's like, oh, he's like Mr. Boring and Christian Fox News. He's yeah. like, oh, he's like looking at like, oh yeah. my God, reefer madness. What's happening? <laughs> That's how that, that they were acting. I was like, I was like, you act like I'm trying to give you drugs. Like my mom was like, oh, I can't do B12. I'll be up all night. But, I was like, it's not crack. <laughs> but meanwhile, my parents take Percocet and Morphium yeah. and all Morphium. What the fuck is Morphine? that? The character in uh, the Matrix. Morphine. <laughs> they take they take it like Tic Tacs. They're yeah. just like, oh, here. The doctor said I can take 14 That's Percocet. For you. Yeah, my dad will take because he, he's always in pain before he goes golfing I watched him pop like six Advil I was like do you realize that's eating your stomach lining yes, yes. let me just put some CBD, CBD oil on your paint your your back where that's it hurts new age hippie stuff yeah <laughs> both my parents were like whoa I don't, wow, I don't know if I could do this yeah yeah I have been doing CBD oil it gives you crazy dreams yeah, it's awesome. People. You should get a CBD oil sponsorship for this podcast. That's my decision. That, my mom was saying that the other day because now I, she's, after much convincing and after much of her sending me articles about like, but am I going to get pulled over and it's going to be in my oh system? God. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> she's now on board and she actually said the same thing. She's like, you should get them to sponsor you. I'm like. Yeah. I mean, they have so it's like the latest thing because everyone's kind of like off off the weed thing, and they're all trying to get into the CBD things. So I think that's a great idea. I would take, but I have some fucked up dreams. Yeah, uh, I they're lucid dreams though. Like yes. where I, I remember them, but they're yeah. But none of my dreams are good. Oh, they're always about failure. So I don't wow, know what okay. that means. Jesus, I had one where I was laughing the other day. I woke up <laughs> laughing. I was pretty happy. <laughs> I need your CBD oil. I'm getting the wrong brand apparently. Well, yeah. I eat the chocolates. I get them from Rose Bar. Oh, oh, that's right. They have Those the are CBD. delicious. Yeah, I want to get that thing on Earth Bar, the CBD oil. They have like, and it's $14 for like water. Oh, CBD I have water. it as like this oil, like this. I'll show you when we're done. Uh, <sighs> let's see. What, what, oh, we got it. We're, we're wrapping up soon. We're wrapping up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got to go. I have to, an obligation at 7 p.m. So, so did we want to talk about more about the movie before the sun yes, explodes? let's do that. Let's just guys, promote more. And it's I'll show short. You. Yeah. Is so there it? you go. It's only 80 minutes, like yeah, 81 it's minutes. It's very good. People, yeah, people, people do like people like it more than I expected, and from it, I mean, my career, I've gotten zero jobs from it, but it's That's still how everything goes. It's nice that you get a review every once in a while from some woman in Duluth who's like, "This movie was yeah. interesting." You guys, please review it. It's kind of like it's yes. helpful, just like it's helpful when you review my podcast and rate it five stars. Huh, hear that plug? Um, it's it's helpful to if you yeah. like it. Say something nice about it because because they have these crazy algorithms written by a bunch of nerds that like make it link to other. Uh, movies that are similar and they don't get those links unless you write and review it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do it. So tell them how they can do that. So you go to, the, you have to have Amazon. Okay. Does anyone have Amazon or everyone, everyone just have Netflix? It. Everyone has Amazon. Okay, and if you're on Prime, it's free. Yeah. And then you watch it or just watch 10 minutes of it and just hook me up with a good review. All right, that's fair. <laughs> or just write it. So you can write a review. It's, yeah, it's right there. It's a very, there's an app for it. Say your social media handles too and where they can find uh, your stand updates. Oh, okay, so it's at Bill Dawes, D A W E S, and I'm I'm a I'm a reg at the uh, at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood and Long Beach. Um, so I'm there usually uh, three or four times a week. Um, but I'm going to be in New York, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. We got to link up when I'm there. We'll talk about this afterwards. I'll, yeah. Okay, I'll give my dates too. Um, I will be. Actually, I'm just going to say them at the beginning of the podcast. Really force it down your guys' throat. All right. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. Thank <laughs> you.